This week's episode is brought to you by Patchwork Seattle, our lovely little synth shop. They got um, an amazing website, so if you don't live in Seattle, don't don't fret. You can still support them and uh, and, and peruse their amazing selection from all sorts of different manufacturers, um, local and abroad. We've got Make Noise, we've got IntelliGel, we've got WMD, Recovery Effects, AI Synthesis, Mystic Circuits, Mutable Instruments, Afterlater Audio. I mean, the list goes on and on. So please head over to patchworks.com, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com. This week's episode is also brought to you by Needham Woodworks. Um, I can't imagine, but but I'm gonna I'm just gonna imagine for a moment right now. Somebody out there that listens to this show has yet to to uh, lay their eyes on a on a Needham Woodworks case. And if and if you are that person, this this fantastical person, please head over to NeedhamWoodworks.com and, and and see what they got going on. Amazing, amazing designs. And finally. Have you checked out the uh, the new modules from Afterlater Audio yet? Blend, steps, and tilt. Um, these are absolute essentials. They are economically priced. They are also economically sized. So if you're uh, you know if you're only working with three U, you can uh, you know you can comfortably fit all three and still have plenty of room to fill up to make your full voice. Um, the blend, I keep saying it, but. Uh, it's because I keep meaning it. It is my favorite utility module. You can just blend two different CV sources uh, together. You can um, actually pass each one that you're blending out of its own individual channel just to attenuate attenuvert, and it's also got two VCAs built into it and then three different blending mode outputs. So, um, yeah, we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different outputs on a 6 HP module. And you might be thinking, that seems pretty tight. Nope, totally usable, completely ergonomic. Um, yeah, so please, please go check out afterlateraudio.com to learn more about these great modules. Welcome back to another episode of Podular Modcast. My name is Tim Held, and this week we have Anna Zamir on the show. She is the mastermind behind the upcoming virtual event synth booth. Um, you're not going to want to miss this. Trust me. Um, Anna is a friend of mine. I met her um, probably a couple years ago now uh, via Abe from AI Synthesis. She is Abe's partner. So, um, you know, you know, I'm going to let her tell her story, but it's a cool story. And this event that she is going to be throwing is going to be colossal. Um, you want to you hear some people who are going to be there? Suzanne Chiani, keynote speaker, for one. Ben Hafar and Annie, both going to do talks and performances um, and, and much more. We'll get into that in a moment. And also, don't forget to go uh, follow them on the social medias, uh, Synth Booth, because uh, they're going to be continuing to announce more performers and speakers. Um, yeah, I'm just really, really excited about it. So, um, you know, uh, buckle up. You're going to learn a lot today. So I'm going to get into a demo here in a moment, but I want to tell you about something first that I'm very excited about. Ian Body, head of the DIN record label, asked me a while ago if I wanted to contribute a track for the, uh, the up-and-coming fourth installation of the Tone Science um, al um, albums. I'm just going to read you a little, a little snippet here. Um, 
Tone Science sublabel from DIN Records continues to explore the world of modular synth music following the success and critical acclaim of the first three Tone Science compilation albums DIN label boss Ian Body has collated another nine tracks for musicians of varying backgrounds working in the realms of modular synthesis um, so this is going to be released September 18th however if you head over to Ian Body's SoundCloud, there's a Tone Science module number four form and function demo mix. Um, and I will include a link to that. It's basically um, a supercut of all the tracks that are on the upcoming album, including mine. I'm so excited to be a part of this. Let me just tell you um, a couple of the artists that uh, are on this lineup. I, I feel um, simultaneously proud and also kind of like, do I belong here? Panic Girl, Andrew Huang, Light Bath, just to name a few. There are more, but I would like you to, uh, yeah, go and click that link and uh, check this this mix out. And if you're not familiar with the Tone Science series, then go do your homework. There's some really, really great stuff there. Um, so yeah, if you're listening, Ian, thank you so much for asking me to be a part of it. And I also want to take some time to thank all you Patreon subscribers. You really, truly are helping me Keep the LEDs blinking over here at PodMod. It's kind of an arbitrary goal, but I was thinking I would like to maybe acquire 50 more patrons by 2021. Is that lofty? I don't know. But should I shoot for the stars? I think so. And if you want to come join this super elite amazing exclusive group of people who help me to bring those who make the gear and the music that you love so much I can bring them into your ears every week all you have to do is help me by going over to patreon.com forward slash podular modcast and clicking that join a tier button together we can make this world better one interview at a time. Was that dramatic enough? I'm trying this new approach, this new dramatic approach. Um, so yeah, thanks if you if you are uh, if you're a patron and um, if you want to become a patron. Patreon.com forward slash Podular Modcast. Let's get into a demo. you about the R2 RAR from Omi Industries. Uh, in its most simple form, it's a 5-bit digital to analog converter. Uh, its basic usage operation is to take gate signals on or off binary signals and turn those into stepped analog voltage. And that's what I'm doing in this patch. Just a, a, a basimilis ateritas cranking away and then um, I'm, I'm hitting uh, the R2 RAR with three different gate inputs and then sending that, that stepped voltage to the harmonic input of the, uh, the VI there, I just took it out, and I'm going to put it back in. Um, now let's split this signal and put it back into the harm, the harmonic in, and then we'll also put it into the pitch input of the BIA. Let's see what that. Let's see what that sounds like.
had some fun with the stepped voltage out of R2RAR. Let's bring a couple other modules into the mix. Uh, I'm going to bring two of the three new modules in from After Later Audio, the blend and the tilt. Um, I'm not going to be using the steps today uh, because R2RAR does stepped uh, voltage, but the steps does so much more than that. And we're going to get into that uh, in the near future. But for now, let's just keep our two modulation sources as the R2RAR and the tilt. And then we're going to be blending those with blend. Um, so what I have right now is I have the output B um, from the ensemble oscillator going into the left channel of Sirius's veil from void modular dual filter. It's in low pass mode and I'm controlling the cutoff with R2RAR. So let's just uh, see what that sounds like. So pretty simple. Um, and then I've got the output A going into the right channel of Sirius's veil from, so the output A from Ensemble Oscillator into Sirius's veil. And then I'm running a random voltage from Pachinko, which is a miniature version of marbles, into the uh, the input for tilt to add some, some slew or slope to it. But I'm also hitting the gate with the clock source from, um, from the whole patch. So, so I've got uh, input from marbles into tilt, and then I'm also triggering it. And then that output is going into the cutoff of the, uh, the right channel of Sirius's veil, which is in notch mode. So let's mix our two voices together. And so now I'm gonna in, um, put those two voltages that are controlling the two cutoffs into blend. So I've got the R2R going into uh, channel two of blend and the, the tilt going into channel one. And so I've got just the channel one output from, um, from the blend going in to the, uh, the spread input of the, uh, the ensemble oscillator. So right now it's at noon, so you can't hear any of that modulation affecting the spread. So let's just start turning that, that attenuator up. all the way up and now we'll turn it all the way down so that's pretty fun and then um, I've got the R2R in channel 2 which is then going into the warp input so let's start bringing that up oh I should also note that the uh, R2R is running into an ornament in crime for quantization and then going into the root note input of the uh, the ensemble oscillator. So let's turn this uh, R2R signal down that's going into the warp. So that's pretty fun. And then finally, I'm going to blend the two signals from blend um, and then put that into the twist input of the uh, ensemble oscillator. So now what I'm going to do is just mess around with both the channel 1 and channel 2 attenuator attenuators on blend to uh, just start moving this sound around because I'm controlling three different aspects of the ensemble oscillator and um, you know with a blend it'll be various uh, levels of output from each signal and, and how they're blended and everything. Um, you, you, you understand what I'm saying. So I'm just going to start messing around with this. Thank you. 
So while this isn't all that musical right now, I'm just kind of taking you on a tour of like the the vast difference in in, in blending and uh, yeah, just just finding sweet spots with with being able to blend these two voltages and having the independent uh, outputs coming out being attenuated or attenuated. Oh, wow, see, ooh, that's cool. So right now that's with channel one all the way up and or channel two all the way up and channel one about a quarter of the way down. So let's let's do the opposite. Let's invert that and see what it sounds like. And that's with both of them all the way up and both of them all the way down. I really liked that. Uh, <laughs> That's so cool. So yeah, um, like I've been saying, this blend is so much fun to have in your case because you can hear the variation that I'm creating with just the two knobs. Um, you know, two different voltage sources creating three different voltage sources, um, and then of course you can you can mess with the uh, the outputs of your uh, actual voltage sources going into the blend to get even more dramatic results. Yeah, so um, like I said, I'm having so much fun with these modules. Um, and they're all really small. The R2R is 4 HP, and then the uh, the, the new Afterlater Audio are, are 6 HP, and they're all under $200. I think they're around the 100, 120 mark. Um, and you know, they're just such great value. They they don't take up a lot of room in your your uh, in your setup. And even though the blend is six HP and has two knobs on it, it's still very very ergonomic and very comfortable. Um, you put that you put that in the lower section in the center of your case, and and you got yourself a little control forge. So please go over to Afterlater Audio. Uh, Dot com to check out their new blend tilt and steps modules and please check out omi industries the r2 rar that's r the number two r a w r and omi industries is o m i i n d u s t r i i e s omi industries and after later audio let's get into this episode I want to just get to know you a little bit before we jump into synth booth, but we can't go too yeah. deep into it because there's so much <laughs> to talk about with synth booth. But yes. I'm curious, where did you grow up? So I grew up in Southern California in Los okay. Angeles um, and then Santa Barbara for a while before moving up to Portland in 2012. Um, okay. Yeah. And so I actually uh, originally got my start in concert promotion down in California I worked with um, a music venue that had live music seven nights a week, um, and I did their programming and all of the promotions for that venue. Um, and then I worked on a first-year music festival um, called New Noise in Santa Barbara. And then I worked with a national promotions company in Los Angeles uh, called Nederlander for a while before moving back to Santa Barbara and then eventually up to Portland. Okay. Very cool. Okay. That, that, that's going to, that's going to tie in nicely to what we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Um, yeah. now was all this pre or, or post Abe? 
Um, all pre-Abe. Yeah, I met okay. Abe up in Portland. So it's very funny because we grew up about 45 minutes away from each other um, and probably went to some of the same shows because we were both into the <laughs> punk scene back in the day. Um, but we didn't actually meet until we were in Portland. That's why I asked because I knew Abe was from that area too. Um, yeah. that's so funny. My wife and I, I mean, even though we didn't move to different cities, we, we both, uh, you know, grew up in, in Washington, went to a lot of concerts in Seattle and, uh, we've, we've pinpointed at least two or three concerts that we knew we were both at before we met. Oh, that's so awesome. It's, I love it's it. It's kind of funny to think like, did we hit, did we bump shoulders in the mosh pit or something? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. There was an all ages, uh, punk venue in Santa Barbara called the living room. And Abe and I both used to go see shows there. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So you're, you're kind of your roots in, in punk rock then. Yeah. Punk rock, um, and a bit of, you know, indie rock for me. Um, but yeah, kind of all over the place over the years, definitely got into a lot of folk and kind of psych folk, uh, type of music throughout mm-hmm. my time. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to music, although I'm very opinionated as well. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a really, yeah, I feel like I'm the same way. I'm going to start using that actually. I'm very open-minded, yeah. but I'm also very opinionated. My friend just showed me this cover, like this really, really bad poppy R&B cover of Heart Shaped Box. Oh, wow. recently. And she was like, I love this song. And I heard it. And I was just like, this is sacrilege. Like it was her birthday. So I couldn't <laughs> be too mean to her. But I was like, this is one of the worst things I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> so, um, so you, you've, I've, I feel like I'm trying to segue nicely into what we're about to talk about. But so you, you got your start with like concert promotion and that eventually morphed into just events on a greater scale, right? Just professionally. Yeah. um, So after working in the music industry, I took a small break from that. um, But I worked with a company managing um, multiple trade shows internationally um, for them. So kind of segued more into events, but also into marketing. And actually, when I moved up to Portland, I was working with a marketing agency um, for, gosh, almost six, seven years. Um, but within that, I also produced events for my clients, like conferences and hospitality events um, and, and networking events. So it kind of segued, oh, no. you know, with my event experience combined with marketing experience um, into launching my own company, um, Flock Event Design, hmm. which is sort of the basis for all of the events that I do. Um, and I primarily do live events, um, you know, in-person events, including, you know, I worked on um, the Ramen and Whiskey Festival for Willamette Week and, um, you know, other local conferences, nonprofit events. So my experience is pretty broad. And now I'm transitioning that to virtual events. So you do all sorts of live events and then COVID happens. And then COVID happens. Yeah, I had about 10 events lined up throughout the year, Um, almost all of them, which were canceled. And so, you know, as you know, many people have had to do during this time, you know, I had to think about, well, how can I continue to work um, and grow and evolve my business to adapt to this situation? And so I was, you know, considering uh, virtual events and Abe and I, um, my partner Abe, who's the owner of AI Synthesis, um, and I were chatting and he was saying that he had been planning to go to multiple live events um, for you know his business uh, this year where they were you know having modular synth expos 
and most of them were getting canceled. And he was like, you know, what would be really cool is if we uh, could have a virtual event that was more than just, you know, a YouTube stream. So, you know, we're seeing a lot of that, not just in, you know, synth events, but in other other styles of events where people were talking about virtual events. And I think that means different things to different people. And I think that's a really important thing to clarify because mm -hmm. this is not just a Zoom call. It's not just, you know, one live stream. Um, it's a really, what I really set out to do was create um, a really dynamic and interactive experience that incorporated, um, you know, education that incorporates live performance as well as a virtual, um, you know, modular synth maker expo, but also opportunities for attendees to interact with each other. Because I feel like that's the piece that's missing often is that that real connection. So, you know, rather than it just being, you know, a, you know, a stream of, you know, chats and comments and things like that, there's an opportunity for people to really go a bit more in depth um, in terms of conversations based on, you know, different topics or connect one on one to have more of a real dialogue or a video call. And so I found um, this uh, interactive web and mobile app that we're using as the platform for Synthbooth. Um, so we're really excited to, to share that with people. So you're seeing all these... Um all these like live streams and stuff. Cause that's, that's just what the world has become the world of music. And you guys decide that you're going to take it a little, a step further and not to throw shade at all the, at, at the live streams. There's a lot of really cool stuff happening, but it sounds like what you, what you're doing is going to be like, uh, it sounds like a massive undertaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and no shade at all. Um, I didn't mean that. Um, yeah, you know, I yeah, think totally. as, because I'm not um, necessarily somebody who's coming from the synth world other than, you know, knowing Abe, um, obviously. But I think with my background as event producer, I always think bigger. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like I am not just looking to put on content. I want to think about what are the things that really matter? Um, you know, what are what are my goals for this event? And really, what do we want to accomplish? And um, for me, that interactive piece was so essential. Um so, you know, I was able to find a platform that really um, accomplished all these things that I was hoping to do because, one, we wanted to make sure that um, for the expo, for the Maker Expo, um, that we were creating um, a greater level of value for those exhibitors um, and for those manufacturers. So these virtual booths and the virtual expo has... Um, a bit more uh, functionality in the sense that, you know, they can live stream demos, you know, to their booth. They can add pre-recorded videos, um, you know, they can share, you know, feature different products um, and share information about their company. And then their team actually has like personal profiles that are attached to their booth. So rather than, you know, kind of just seeing information about the company, you can still have that element of getting to know the different people who work there and connecting with them one-on-one -on -one to chat or, you know, have a video call to have that more intimate conversation. And that happens all within the app that we're using. So it's pretty cool. It's, we're really trying to create opportunities to make it really interactive and also to have the opportunity for attendees to connect with each other, mm -hmm. because I feel like that is a piece that's often missing, I think, with some of the live streams is, um, you know, just that opportunity to have like a deeper conversation 
and you know not necessarily just about the session or the performance that they're watching but a variety of topics that you know um, touch on different interests and then also give them the chance to connect one-on-one whether that's via chat or a video call if they want to have you know um, a longer conversation Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's actually making me think of like velocity, like a virtual velocity, yeah. like I'm in this room, but I could walk over to this room. And while I'm walking over to that room, I can chat with this person in the hallway. And it seems like you, you've had this infrastructure set up where you can do that virtually, which seems like it feels like it's really adding like that, that, that interconnectedness between the people who are attending as well as you know like with each other i think that that's that's a huge element that seems to be yeah. like really yeah i agree yeah it's, it's basically kind of taking that live event approach and you know producing that online mm-hmm. and you know i think that is that um that missing piece sometimes that we're really excited about is that deeper level of connection and interaction um, and, you know, anyone can connect with each other too, you know, makers can connect, um, you know, you can connect with speakers, performers. So there's really that chance of all those conversations that kind of get missed sometimes when you transition to being online that we really want to, re- you know, capture and, and make sure that we create that experience for people. Okay. Now, before we get too, too much, uh, deeper into this, let's, let's take a step yeah. back and just, okay, we're talking about synth booth and let's talk about when it is and who's going to be there and like how do you how do you go how long is it going to last and like you know all the details in that regard yeah absolutely um so synth booth will be taking place completely online october 16th through 18th um so it's a multi-day event um and we're really expecting an international audience um we'll be kicking things off friday evening which will be more of like a, a welcome reception and a couple of performances and then two more full days of content that Friday and Saturday, um, or sorry, that Saturday and Sunday. And, um, you know, we'll have a combination of talks, um, you know, educational uh, sessions and panels um, with uh, makers, with performers, um, with a variety of people who are supporting the modular synth community in one way or another um, and and sharing their knowledge and information. and also, obviously, live performances. Uh, we have a really great lineup of um, musicians who are getting involved. And then um, the virtual expo is, is the other piece. Um, so obviously, we'll, we'll have a schedule that kind of allows for breaks, um, but also that really allocates time to the various aspects of the event. So I'm curious, are there going to be kind of like multiple things happening at once or is it going to be kind of a leapfrog thing or are people going to be able to bounce in and out of different, um, you know, virtual rooms, so to speak? Yeah, um, that's a great question. So we're not planning to have um, concurrent sessions. So we want to make sure that everyone has the chance to attend live if they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's online and we do expect an international audience, obviously time zones get a little bit tricky. Um, but our goal is really to have all the content live because especially for the panel discussions, it gives um, attendees who are there and watching live the opportunity to ask questions and actually get those answered mm-hmm. from the panelists. Um, and we feel like that's a really important piece because we want that level of interaction and and people to be able to to get those burning questions answered Mm -hmm. that's that's what i like about that because i i I thought that that was going to be the case and i like that because 
the, the only complaint I had about velocity was I couldn't see everything because yeah. there were three rooms <laughs> and there was something happening the whole time. And, um, I mean, you can go check out the video of course, but I think especially since it's going to be international and all of this will be archived so you can view it, not just live, right? After the matter. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. We'll have everything recorded so that if you miss something, you can, or, you know, if you weren't able to attend live, you can always go back and, and watch the recording. Okay. I love that. Cause it just, you know, and then if people need a break, they can do that when they, you know, maybe say they don't want to watch this particular talk or something. Um, now, during all of this, there is it going to be kind of like a like a Twitch YouTube um, setup within the app where people can chat with each other in real time as the things happening, as well as ask the admins questions and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so for each uh, session um, that we have, there's a, a chat box um, that is specific to that session, so people can connect and just, you know, talk about their experience, but also there's a, an actual questions tab. Mm -hmm. So people can submit their questions, which we'll be keeping an eye on, and we'll be feeding those questions to our moderators so that they can ask the panelists um, during the live Q&A. That's perfect. And, and like, you, you walked me around the, um, kind of the prototype of the, the mm -hmm. kind of the infrastructure of this when we were chatting the yeah. other day. And I feel like you've thought of everything. And just right there, just, just the fact of having the separate questions tab as, you know, because the questions could get lost in the chat because the chats <laughs> usually spin out of control yeah. and become like a, a weird inside joke. So I, I, I love that you thought of everything. And that makes me want to try our best. Like, I think you'll be good at it. But how can we like explain to people the, the infrastructure of how this thing is actually laid out? Because when you were telling me about it before you showed it to me, I was kind of like, this sounds overwhelming. But when you showed it to me, it's very intuitive. And I think yeah. it's very easy. It will be very easy to navigate. And I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. So, um, yeah, well, that that was a big goal of ours, um, of mine, to find something that's really intuitive and user friendly, because I think transitioning to like interactive virtual event platforms can be very intimidating. Um, but one, I think, you know, the modular synth audience is definitely pretty tech savvy, yeah. <laughs> um, but you don't even need to be tech savvy to use this app. And that's, I think, a really great thing about it. So basically the way that it works is about, you know, if you register to attend about a week in advance, you'll get a link to join the app. Um, and there's a, a um, a web version, so you can access it on your computer, but there's also a mobile version, so you can access it on your phone. Um, so it gives people that flexibility too. So let's say like, hey, you wanna watch this performance, but you know, maybe you're you know, stepping out or making a sandwich or whatever it is. You just <laughs> kind of have this flexibility to kind of carry it with you so that you don't have to miss out on content. Um, but yeah, so about a week beforehand, you'll get a link to join the app um, and each attendee gets their own personal profile. So they can add a photo, they can add information about themselves, links out to their, um, you know, social media and SoundCloud if they have that. So, you know, it kind of just gives people that, um, that good overview of who you are and allows people to connect based on their shared interest. Um, but anyways, you land on um, basically the homepage and you have the option to navigate to various um, pages of, of the app and, you know, so you can go to the agenda, <clears throat> which will have the full schedule. You can bookmark any of, like, the sessions or the, the um, elements that you are interested in. And it creates your own personal schedule. 
So rather than having to kind of figure out what that looks like, you'll kind of always have that with you. Um, and then you can check out the different descriptions. You can see who the speakers are for each session or who the performers are. And if you click on their profile, you can learn more about them. You know, also link out to their social media if you want to, you know, hear their music or find out more about their company. And so there's a lot of opportunity just in there. Um, <clears throat> during the live sessions, um, you know, you'll be able to join the session and see the live stream. You'll be able to participate in the chat. You'll be able to submit questions. Um, so it's all very interactive. And then you can um, either look at, you know, speakers and performers, or you can see other attendees. And it actually, there's, um, it's kind of cool because there's an algorithm that makes recommendations for people for you to connect with based on your mutual interests, which is kind of cool. Um, and then obviously there's the uh, Maker Expo, um, which is for modular synthesizer manufacturers. And you can uh, navigate over to the virtual expo hall and basically see a list of all the exhibitors. And you can search based on a variety of keywords to kind of find the right, you know, makers if you're looking for certain types of products and things like that. So it's really easy to kind of find and navigate. Um, and then when you click into like a booth, for example, um, you'll see, you know, a description of the company. You can see featured products. Um, often they'll have either a pre-recorded video or if they're scheduling a live stream um, of a demo or something like that, we'll make sure to share that information with attendees so people can kind of pop in for those, you know, more featured um, interactive elements. And <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to grab a sip of water. <laughs> I'm not used to talking this much. <laughs> um, but yeah, you'll be able to um, chat with their team live. Um, so you can either, you know, chat directly through the virtual booth um, or you can click on one of their, you know, team profiles to chat with somebody one on one. And even, you know, request a video call. So if you want to have a deeper conversation with one of the manufacturers, you can have basically, you know, it looks almost like a Zoom video call, but it's it's a live call and it's all within the app. So you don't have to download a different software or a different program. So it's all encompassed. Wow. That's so cool. That is. Yeah. And can you do that with other users? You can do that with anybody. So okay. you can do that with other attendees. You, I mean, they have to accept the video call, right? right. So you basically request a meeting um, and the other person just has to accept. Um, but the other thing that's really cool is so if you bookmark like, um, uh, but yeah, you can, you can chat with other, you can, you know, have a video call with other attendees. If you'd like to connect with a speaker, you can request to, you know, have a video call with them as well. Um, so it's really like left open, right? So it's like any of those connections that could happen in person can now happen online um, in this format. And then, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it'll come back to me. <laughs> well, maybe this will draw your memory while you're trying to think of yeah. it. I just wanted to throw this out there. I get asked so often from people, uh, you know, in maybe more rural areas or, you know, like Kentucky, Ohio, you know, maybe mm -hmm. areas that don't have like a huge, you know, a city that has like a, a scene um, like, hey, how do I how do I start a modular on the spot or how do I find my community? And I always say, you know, you just got to put yourself out there and, uh, you know, get on the message boards and stuff. I feel like this I feel like synth booth and through this app and the way there's so much connectivity, it would not only be a good way to like network with people on the worldwide scene, but even find people 
in your area that you maybe didn't know existed yet. And to, you know, to start having these jams, of course, once COVID's over and stuff and, and form these little synth societies, cause they, they keep popping up everywhere. And I feel yeah. like stuff like synth booth, I know velocity, you know, like super booth, all these, all these, all these things are just breeding grounds for, you know, all these new connections to be made. So I, I think that the detail, the attention to detail on the, the interactive side of it is just is going to be great for the user and really, really quite genius. Actually, it's like I said, it really does seem like you thought of everything. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Another well, two two things to follow up on that. I, I remember what I was going to say was that. Um, so if you make connections during the event, or if you like bookmark um, an exhibitor, or you know you have, you know, the sessions you want to attend, there's a, a section of the app called My Event, and it, like, captures all of that information for you. So it's super cool. It has your personal schedule. It has um, a list of all of your connections that you've made, so you can find people really easily. And any of the companies that you've bookmarked that you may, you know, maybe want to revisit or, you know, actually purchase one of their products, you can see that list, and you can even... Um, you know, have like a wish list of products that you want, you want to get. So you can kind of take a look at that at the end and like have all that information in one place, which is really cool. And dangerous, but very cool. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, (laughs) Now, now like, like, let's say the, you know, the week after this is all has happened, um, say you made a connection with somebody and for some reason you did an exchange, you know, email or Facebook information or anything like that. Is that app going to, is all that stuff going to exist on the app after the event or will that eventually disappear? How does that going to work? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, So we plan to keep it live for at least a month or two because we really want to give people that time to continue those conversations, make sure that, you know, they're capturing those connections and for that to really live on, right? Because this is, um, a continuous experience in the sense that, you know, we don't necessarily want to lose all that interactivity, you know, right after the, the first couple of days. And that's mm-hmm. even honestly why we give people access early, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we don't want to throw them into the deep end on the day of the event. We want to make sure they have time to get familiar, get comfortable, and they can start connecting with people before the event starts. Yeah. So it really just kind of gives them that opportunity to start getting excited, start getting to know people, and then that can continue, you know, post-event as well. And they really have a chance to like, oh, you know, I really wanted to see this session, but I didn't have time, or I wanted to connect with this exhibitor, but, um, you know, I just didn't have the chance. And so, you know, it really gives them that chance to to revisit any of that and, um, yeah, just continue chatting, continue, you know, making connections and, and engaging for sure. That's great. Cause I know even after velocity, there was still like a hum, you know, for a while yeah. after that, everybody really is still really excited. So I could see people still hanging out in that virtual environment post event. Um, and as far as like the content goes, is that going to just live on the, in that environment for the few months or will that be on YouTube or anything like that after? Yeah, right now we're planning to to keep it available um, via the platform. Um, We don't have plans to put that on on YouTube just now, um, you know, because, you know, we we really feel like there's value in the content that that we're producing. So we'll kind of think about the long-term plan. We might make some of that um, content available on demand um, after the fact via Mm -hmm. a different channel. 
Um, so that's something that we're, we're still exploring. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, c- I could really go both ways on that, but I could see it being kind yeah. of cool to have it just be a unique thing that, Hey, you got to get it in this window and then it's gone. Yeah. You know, it's almost like well, a that's patch also, itself. Exactly. Like that's the excitement. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the, again, that's why we're trying to, obviously we'll have all of the information recorded after the fact, but the whole aspect of live is, is so much more exciting, I think. And it just gives people that, um, that level of possibility, you know, cause you just never really know what's going to happen live. And, you know, I think yeah. there's an opportunity for, for challenges as well as greatness. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it so exciting. Yeah. Um, so how, I mean, this sounds like so much work, like so much work. <laughs> is it just like, is it your day? Is it, is it your every day? I feel like, you, oh, like yeah. <laughs> just like the correspondence that we've had in just like the last week that we've been talking about it, I can see like how much you're putting into just like talking to me about this, like, and you're talking yeah. to how many other people right now about this, you know, we're talking to a lot of people. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it is a lot of work, but I feel like, um, if you can keep your eye on the end product <laughs> yeah. and the experience, it makes it worth it. And, you know, um, we are having a lot of conversations right now. I'm announcing either a new speaker, performer, or exhibitors pretty much every day and have been for the last two weeks. And mm-hmm. there's no sign of slowing. So we still have a lot of announcements coming out. We have some really fantastic speakers, um, some really um, incredible performers that I'm really excited about. And, you know, I think um, the thing is really trying to make sure that we have the best possible program. And, you know, that does take work, but I think it's so worth it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully if we can, you know, get the word out and, you know, get enough attendees to make it exciting for everyone, I think that, you know, it's really going to be a fantastic event. And, you know, we're really, we're focusing a lot on community with this event. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, modular synth societies, we have um, a panel uh, discussion with a lot of uh, local and now we're, we're, we're really trying to incorporate some international groups as well. Mm-hmm. Um, modular synth societies and collectives that are doing that work to support their community, creating events and meetups, um, providing education. And so I think that will will be a really cool aspect of this event because we have so many of those groups who are involved and who are really enthusiastic about um, just the content and the format. Yeah. I think one, one of the things, if we could, if we could, you know, make a lemonade out of the, the very sour lemon of COVID-19 is, you know, modular has always been very community based. That's been kind of the thing that everybody is really excited about it, you know, excited about when they get into it. Um, I feel like this, this pandemic through all these live streams and through stuff like synth booth is really connecting people who otherwise maybe wouldn't have spent as much time together, even though it's not in person, they're still spending more time talking with each other. Like we are right now through zoom or chats or whatever. Um, and, and that makes me wonder post COVID, whatever that means. Um, basically once live things are able to happen again, um, will stuff like synth booth still be a thing and happening. And I, I kind of feel like it will be, I feel like there will be the live things and then these things online to bring the, the worldwide community together. Um, and I know you haven't ma- you haven't gone through it yet, but let's say next year, <laughs> everything's back, o- back open. 
but Synth Booth is a success, are you going to try and do it again? I mean, ideally, yes. I mean, I think that's the goal is to make this an annual event. Um, You know, we'll have to, you know, with the shift of, you know, things opening back up, we might have to gauge, you know, if people are still up for it. But I do think the great thing, as you mentioned, about, you know, online events is that the the reach is so much broader. Mm -hmm. Um, So while local events um, in person are fantastic, you know, like Velocity and, you know, some of those other conferences out there, um, I think, you know, that that link and that connection between, you know, local and international is is really amazing. And, you know, there are obviously huge international conferences like Superbooth, um, but not everyone can, you know, yeah. <laughs> afford to go or, you know, can, can travel abroad. And so things like that, it's um, kind of giving people um, a lower cost option and a way to connect with people all across the world. Yeah. Man, I'm so excited about this. Let's let's talk about some of the performers and speakers um, yeah. that you can talk about so far. Let's start with speakers. Yeah, absolutely. So speakers, I have to say, one of the people that I am the most excited about just because, you know, she is a pioneer and a legend is Suzanne Chiani, mm-hmm. who is our, our keynote speaker. Um uh, you know, it's up on the website, so I can I can say it. Um <laughs> but yeah, I think um that is going to be a really exceptional talk that she's giving. And, um, you know, she's even going to do a demo on the, on her bukla, which I think will be really fantastic. Um, we also have a couple of sessions focusing on how to get started in modular, um, as well as thinking about, um, you know, the future of innovation and kind of incorporating digital elements into modular synths. So we have quite a few makers on those panels, mm-hmm. um, including AI synthesis, uh, WMD, uh, make noise, um, expert sleepers, and um, a couple of others. So yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Um, and then we have also a, um, sorry, an Erica synths. I forgot to mention them. Um, we have a panel uh, about performing live with modular and we have Ann Annie and Bana Hafar and um, Marcus Fisher and Travarsi. Um, so we think that's going to be, uh, Travarsi is with the SoCal Synth Society, mm-hmm. um, who's really, really awesome. Um, so that'll be a really great session. And then we have, um, you know, the modular synth societies and collectives group, which, you know, we have Colorado Modular Synth Society you know, New York Modular Society, um, SoCal Synth Society, and, you know, a bunch of others. Um, So we're really excited about that. And we'll also have some international speakers on that panel as well, um, including um, Modular Moon. Um, There's a couple of groups that are really doing a lot to support their community and really provide that um, deeper level of education and interaction for, for um, for their community. So we think that's really cool. That's a heavy-hitting lineup so far. One other one I want to mention, though, (laughs) (laughs) because I'm actually really excited about this one, Mm -hmm. is we have a a panel on synths and social change Mm -hmm. um, with Lafresky and Leah King and Emmy Parker um, from Teenage Engineering, and that's going to be a really powerful session as well. Okay, wow. Yeah, that is so... And and so as far as the live performance talks, are all those people giving talks going to be doing live performances as well? 
Um, Not everybody, but some of them are. Um, So our performer lineup does include um, Anne Annie and uh, Banna Hafar and Travarsi. Um, But we will also have um, quite a few other performers, including uh, Desert Fish, um, Frey Fairy, Daughter of Drexia, The Galaxy Electric, um, and a couple of others that we'll be announcing pretty soon. Okay. Wow. This is going to be so awesome. Yeah. I'm really, really excited yeah, about we're this. We're really excited about how everything is coming together and the response has been just really exciting. People, I, you can feel their energy mm-hmm. around it and that makes it so much fun. So when do tickets go on sale? How does this, how is this going to work? Yeah. Um, so tickets are on sale. They're on um, sale you now. Can, okay. Yeah. You can get tickets anytime at synthbooth.com um, on the ticket page. And uh, there's two different levels of tickets um, because we wanted to give people option knowing that, you know, cost can be a consideration. Um, so the, the first uh, tier is the virtual expo um, and performer uh, pass. So basically that gives you access to all of the exhibitor booths, um, all the maker booths, um, and all of the musical performances. And then if you want to buy a ticket to attend the educational sessions and all of the panels and the keynote, there's a different tier for that. So the first ticket type is about $15 and the second one is $25. Okay. I mean, I think it's like worth, I, I, I wouldn't advise anybody do this, but I feel like you could get the ticket and it would be worth the price of admission. Even if you didn't watch any of the content, just for the ability to network and then like the fact that you could try to video call like, I don't yeah. know if she'll answer, but you could try to video call Suzanne Chiani if you wanted. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I just love this, this, the whole layout and everything. Um, and I think that's a really like very fair price. And I like that there's two different things. Cause yeah, not everybody's into the education side of it. Um, it is a huge part, yeah. of, part of it though. But. Yeah. I mean, honestly, most of our tickets so far have been for the all access pass. Um, mm-hmm. just because I think people are excited about some of the speakers, um, but, you know, again, we want to make sure that people have options. Okay. All right. Well, we're, um, we're, we're 40 minutes into chatting about this. <laughs> um, I knew when we were talking the other day, I was like, you, you have to come on the show. This, there's so much information. Here. It's, like, um, it's a lot of information. <laughs> what have we, have we, have we covered everything or is there anything else that you want to, um, you know, specifically address? Yeah. I mean, I really feel like, um, I think we kind of covered it. Like that's, that's kind of what we're about. And um, yeah, we're, we're just excited to, to try this and, you know, see, see how everything goes. But um, yeah, we feel like no matter what, it's going to be a really fantastic experience and we're just really excited. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. So tickets on sale now, you can get the ticket, and then at what, what date is the link going to be sent out so when people can start interacting with each other? Yeah, so it'll be sent out um, a week before the event kicks off. Um, so it kicks off on October 16th. So okay. um, uh, uh, probably that Monday is when people will start getting access. Um, if you're an exhibitor or a speaker, you'll probably get access a little bit earlier just so you can, you know, check it out. But um, yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, I think that, you know, the, the week in advance just gives people a chance to, to kind of check it out and, and get comfortable. And, you know, if they want to add their, their photo or, you know, kind of 
put a little uh, more detail into their bio. It just kind of gives them a chance to to really make the most of their experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to the event, we'll actually have a series of emails that kind of helps guide them through various aspects of the app and kind of gives them um, basically that that tour and kind of helps them, you know, understand everything that's possible. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of like picturing this this week leading up to it actually being pretty fun like being in yeah. there like i i i could see a lot of people you know especially like if you bought tickets already like really looking forward to getting on there and just like kind of scoping the whole thing out and i can tell you like even though i didn't see the actual synth booth one you kind of showed me a prototype yeah. of it it like it looks very intuitive and it looks like like a whole lot of fun to um yeah, it's just like this, the whole interaction side is going to be so much fun. Um, yeah, well, actually, about um, I think uh, probably around mid-September, we'll be sharing a preview of the app um, via social media. OK, so, you know, definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, it'll just kind of give people a feel for what that might look like. Um, and yeah, it'll just yeah, it'll kind of give them a little uh, a little preview of what's to come. Yeah. And I'm going to keep everybody updated from uh, basically from now on in the intros. So any new developments and just reminding people about it. So, uh, yeah. Well, um, thank you. Yeah. I I think it sounds like we covered it. I think so. I Um, think we're good. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else that you'd like to scream from the modular mountaintops before we sign off? Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Go get your tickets to Synthview. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. I am so excited about Synth Booth. Thank you, Anna, for coming on and explaining uh, everything that it entails. I'm sure everyone out there listening is excited as well. And if you are, head over to synthbooth.com to get your tickets. Um, thank you to Patchworks, P-A-T-C-H-W-E-R-K-S.com for all your synthesizer needs. You need a new case? Head over to needemwoodworks.com. Please check out After Later Audios, uh, three new modules in their heritage line, Omi Industries r 2 RAR. Void Modular, uh, Sirius' Veil, That's, that filter is so much fun. Um, I'm still so in love with my ensemble oscillator. Uh, thank you to everybody on the Discord server, and thank you for supporting me on Patreon. I really appreciate it. Until next week. <laughs>